This is NPR Illinois. I'm Michelle Ackles. Democratic leaders in the General Assembly say they're ready to reform a law that's led to large payouts from companies like Facebook in recent years. Capital News Illinois reports the state's Biometric Information Privacy Act has created a sort of cottage industry of law firms suing companies over improper collection and storage of things like fingerprints from employees and customers. The Illinois Supreme Court last year invited the legislature to clarify the law after justices narrowly ruled in favor of White Castle employees who sued the Burger chain. The employees claimed each scan of their fingerprints constituted a separate violation of the law. Because the law provides for $1,000 in damages for negligent violations of the law, White Castle claims it could be on the hook for $17 billion. Democratic leaders say they never intended for the act to wipe out businesses. A state lawmaker says he won't try to move forward with legislation that would limit when police could pull a driver over. Representative Justin Slaughter received criticism for the bill that would have prohibited traffic stops for minors speeding, for minor speeding and improper lane usage. The Illinois Chiefs of Police argued it would impact public safety. The lawmaker told the Daily Herald the legislation is currently written is too broad, and he'll work with various groups. He said the idea behind the measure was to address racial disparities when it comes to policing. Studies show black drivers are more likely to be pulled over than white drivers. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson cast the tie-breaking vote Wednesday on a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. The city council ended a contentious debate with 23 members both in support and opposed to it. Alderman Rosana Rodriguez Sanchez urged her colleagues to take a stand after growing calls for action. We as elected officials have the power to save lives by uplifting a demand that is now shared by many and to be on the right side of history. The resolution also calls for humanitarian aid and the immediate and unconditional release of all hostages, but it still faced opposition from half the council, including the lone Jewish alder person, Deborah Silverstein. She says the resolution would undermine President Joe Biden's authority after the United States opposed a ceasefire resolution last year. Officials organizing the Democratic National Convention in Chicago want an ambassador from each of the city's 77 neighborhoods to help recruit volunteers. Maria Wolfel reports. Officials say ambassadors will be expected to recruit 50 volunteers who will help guide an expected 50,000 convention attendees. Ambassadors will also have a bi-monthly check-in with leadership where they can recommend local businesses for convention events. Mo Green is the host committee's director of civic and community engagement. We're looking for leaders that sort of know the lay of the land within their own respective communities. The DNC needs 12,000 volunteers. Ambassadors who recruit the most number of volunteers will win a pass to the Convention. The application window runs now through February 9th. Mariah Wolfel, WBEZ News. It's 6.07. You are listening to NPR Illinois. Good morning. It is 6.45. You are listening to NPR Illinois and Morning Edition. Joining us this morning, Randy Smith with the Illinois River Project. And we wanted to talk to Randy this morning about some of the great things that are happening, especially this weekend. It's Eagle time. Talk to us about what's happening. Randy, talk to us about what's happening with the Illinois River Project and and the Eagles this weekend. Yeah, it's just a a great time of year to be out and about. Uh, Lots of migrating birds around, eagles, uh, swans, waterfowl. Um, and so usually this first weekend of February every year, we um, try to get folks together, um, have a lot of activities, and, and get folks out on the, on the ground to see what's going on and to see all the birds. 
What's unusual about this time of year and why can people really see more birds? Well, it's kind of the the tail end of the wintering season, the beginning of the spring migration season. Um, We just get a lot of birds that kind of stack up um, as they're trying to head north. But a lot of times conditions are such that uh, we have good conditions here for birds to be able to feed and and do all the things they need to do. Uh, But just a little bit farther north, there's still a lot of ice, a lot of snow, um, and and there's just no really reason for them to go farther north yet. So they kind of end up uh, building up here in pretty big numbers. So is it worth it for somebody to head that direction just to drive around and, and see the number of eagles you might be able to see? You know, yeah, the the wildlife watching is fantastic. The the number of eagles, the number of geese, the number of swans, um, all truly fantastic right now if you want to just drive around. But there's a lot of other activities planned going on as well, uh, things to do inside. Um, you know, staying outside all day and driving around isn't your, your idea of the best time. Um, great activities at, uh, at Dixon Mounds Museum, uh, at the Havana City Center, uh, and at Chautauqua National Wildlife Refuge. When, when people are out watching birds, I mean, what do you see most of the time when they come that direction? Are they, are they taking pictures? Are they using binoculars to check out uh, the eagles closer? What kind of is their plan? Yeah, all of the above. Um, you know, lots of folks come to this general area for, for the bird watching, for the wildlife viewing. Um, so, yeah, lots of binoculars, lots of spotting scopes, lots of cameras with telephoto lenses. Um, you know, the, the nice thing about this time of year in spring, for whatever reason, the birds seem a little bit less wary. Um, so you can get relatively close to them. So, you know, even even just the, the, the camera on your cell phone is good enough to get some pretty good captures. Um, and we'll be set up at the the, uh, the public use area at Emaquan Preserve with spotting scopes. If folks don't have their own optics, uh, we'll have plenty um, and hopefully have plenty of wildlife to, uh, to show folks with the, the spotting scopes we have. Are there specific things to watch for to make sure you you get to see that wildlife? Um, You know, once you're in the area, uh, kind of just keep peeled. Um, There's lots of eagles that that live in the area. There's lots of eagles that migrate to the area. Um, So they kind of can be in the trees along the road. They can be out on the ice on the various wetlands. Um, you know, they, it, it's just always kind of a surprise where they might be. Um, and you know, there's many around, so, um, finding them is, is a little bit challenging, but, but usually doable. Um, and then, you know, the other wildlife, the migrating waterfowl, um, they're going to be very abundant in a lot of different places. And so, you know, just looking at the wetlands, uh, and even in some of the agricultural fields around the area, there's, there's going to be a lot of white birds, a lot of, a lot of other birds, um, to, to see, to hear, um, they're, they're hard to miss. And if you really want to get a close-up look, there's a Birds of Prey program as well, right? That's right. Yep. Dixon Mounds Museum will have uh, a, a raptor program at 1 and 3 in the afternoon. Uh, tickets are required for that. They are free, uh, and they, they, go, um, they become available at 9 a.m., and they cannot be reserved in advance. Um, and then at the Havana City Center, there's also uh, a live bird program put on by Wildlife Prairie Park that's from 9 to noon. Um, so lots of opportunity to get up close uh, and personal with birds. If someone wants to head that direction, what's the best way for them to figure out how to get there? Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, you, know, if you type Havana into you know, any of your uh, navigation um, apps, uh, it's going to take you right to town. Um, from there, the riverfront um, is pretty easy to find. Uh, the bridge is hard to miss. You know, we're a, we're a small town. Um, when you cross the bridge, um, and heading west and then head a little bit north on 9778, uh, Emaquan Preserve, Emaquan National Wildlife Refuge is all right there. 
Uh, and there's, there's signs for Dixon Mounds Museum that'll get you there for the Raptor program and such, too. Randy Smith with the Illinois River Project. He's the director for the Illinois River Project at the Nature Conservancy. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day.